Welcome to the Greece Financial Partners podcast series. Today, we'll talk about the market volatility this past week and in the year to date. I'm joined by our Chief Investment Officer, Ken Brodkowitz. I'm Rob Herman. Thank you for joining us. I first have to read some disclaimer text, which is the information in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider the listener's individual circumstances. Therefore, it's not intended to be substitute for specific personal financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine strategies or investments suitable for you, consult with Greece Financial Partners or a qualified professional. Ken, welcome. And let's talk about what's been a long week for the markets, a difficult week. Although we had a, a rally today in the markets, an oversold rally, let's talk a little bit about the volatility in the week and, uh, and also the month and year to date uh, and the reasons behind it. Ken? Well, as usual, thank goodness it's Friday, especially after this week. <laughs> I agree with your, your comments there. So as we spoke about in our call a few weeks ago and we've written about in our letters, there are three big pillars affecting the market right now. Number one clearly is inflation, interest rates in the Fed. Number two is China and supply chain, which is somewhat related to one, but a, a little separate. And number three is obviously the, the terrible situation with, with what's going on in Ukraine. So as you suggested, the market is extremely oversold at this point. We did have some positive news today on number two, which is China and supply chain. It looks like the commentary, which clearly could change, but out of China, is that they're hoping to get stuff open, you know, in the next couple of weeks or so. You know, we'll see what happens. But clearly, one of the reasons the market has stretched down a little bit farther than what we initially thought and still could uh, possibly is because supply chain has not improved. Our views from from a few weeks to a month ago was that inflation was going to slowly get a little bit better, but still be worrisome. We haven't seen that yet. And a lot of that has to do with supply chain, and, and China is a big part of that. Clearly, what's going on in Ukraine has not gotten any better. In fact, it's probably gotten a little bit worse. And you know, when we had the inflation numbers out on Wednesday, they were a big disappointment. The market was poised to have the rally we had today on Wednesday, and probably a little bit more if we got a little bit of better news on inflation. We haven't. And today was the first little bit of good news on inflation relative to supply chain and the like. But, you know, as you suggested, the volatility is going to continue. We're not necessarily out of the woods yet, but we are seeing some very hopeful signs in some beat up sectors and beat up industries such as, you know, high growth tech, biotech. Our view is that those have essentially bottomed and, you know, some of the, the more normal, quote unquote, stocks, if you will, may have a little bit more downside to go. So there's a lot of interesting stuff to start. Uh, being done. But, you know, our, our toes are definitely on the ball right now. And there, there's a lot of variability around both sides. And we did do the client uh, call just a couple weeks back. I think a lot of the same themes you're talking about were discussed on that call. So while we go into the weekend with some level of relief on, on a Friday that looked pretty attractive, I think uh, I'm hearing you say that the volatility should continue. There's a lot of issues around it. But um, on a day-to-day -day news flow, how much uh, will the Fed moving forward and potential rate hikes, they took seemingly 75 basis points uh, in terms of a future hike off the table for now. How much of that alongside a lot of the other issues you talked about is really going to drive uh, direction in the market? It's going to, it's a good question. It's going to be a tremendous amount. And, you know, this week, one of the reasons we also rally, which I probably should have mentioned, is that the long uh, treasury rate, the 10-year treasury did go down from 3.2%. It bottomed about 2.8. It's a little bit higher right now. So the market's definitely taking its cue from where interest rates are. 
it was a mistake, in our opinion, for the Fed to take 75 basis points off the table. Why, why, why limit yourself in, in any way, shape or form? You know, inflation is still clearly too high. Uh, the view is because financial conditions have tightened so much. And again, financial conditions are made up primarily of equity markets, credit spreads, interest rates and the like. Because they've gone up so much, it's doing a little bit of the Fed's work for it. So perhaps future rate hikes won't need to be as, as significant as what uh, some of the more dire prognostications are, but we'll see. So you're, you're 100% right. The market's really going to take its cue from what's going on with interest rates and also inflation expectations going forward. Thanks, Ken. And when we think about asset allocation views moving forward, again, going back to the quarterly client call we have which is a longer call and, and more in-depth than a, than a quick podcast that we're doing today. But would you say when you think about asset allocation positioning and how we've handled asset allocation versus the broader benchmarks, has anything really changed? We, we get that the volatility will continue. There's a lot of news flow, a whole variety of issues, inflation, interest rates, Ukraine, but has anything changed from a client positioning perspective over the last couple of weeks, even with all the volatility? So to answer that, since the ag index, which is a bonding index, was created in the 1970s, this is the worst four-month period for a 60-40 portfolio, which is 60% stocks, 40% bonds in history. We've never had a combination this bad between stocks and bonds. So if we were to get interest rates up a little bit more, credit spreads to widen a little bit more, you know, then we would probably start looking at some corporate bonds, perhaps even some high yield bonds and some things that, that have taken it on the chin, but could do so a little bit more if rates and go up more and spreads widen. They're starting to get the interesting levels. As we've written about for literally the past year and a half, two years, we've been very, very negative on in the direction of interest rates and on duration. That could be changing if we get a little bit more movement in rates because the carry is now very positive. You can get somewhere close to 5% on corporate bonds. You can get over 5% on preferreds, whereas you know a year, year and a half ago, those were in the twos and the threes. So it is starting to get interesting. No changes just yet, but we're getting closer. Great. And I think it also speaks to uh, diversification within asset classes, inclusive of a lot of the alternatives uh, that we've incorporated in client portfolios. So thank you for that. Um, with that, we, we want to keep you short um, and easy to listen to. But please, as you think about um, what Ken's talked about, and if you have questions, reach out to your client advisor. Um, Ken and the rest of the investment team would be more than happy to, uh, to schedule a call to discuss any of these things. We realize these are volatile times. Uh, as Ken mentioned, both the stock and bond markets have been difficult to watch. We continue to look for um, uh, asset allocation that differentiates us as a firm and uh, protects on the downside. And we'd be happy to talk to you in more detail about that. Thank you for listening to the GFP podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon.